Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jason Reed and Daniel Preciado. After awarding the Miami Heat the Dunn chain, calling them the Kendrick Dunns, uh, we had to eat crow, and the Miami Heat came out. One game three, the Lakers now lead 2-1 in the NBA Finals. We'll talk about whether or not we're going to remove the Dunn chain. Um, Daniel, how are you feeling after last night's loss? It was it was an ugly one, to say the least. Man, you know, if I didn't have to talk about it, I wouldn't. <laughs> it was just not a uh, a great game all the way around, man. Like it was, it was kind of depressing to watch. Yeah, uh, the Lakers made a nice little comeback there at the end. I mean, they were up by one after being down by up to I think it was thirteen uh, in that first half. Yeah, and then man, it's just they they lost it. They lost the momentum. The Heat took it very easily down the stretch. They, the Heat pretty much pulled the Lakers in the way that they pull, pulled away uh, late in the game. Yeah, absolutely. But just overall, man, ugh, what a what a horrible loss. Yeah, it was ugly, and it definitely didn't feel good. But, I mean, one thing like I kind of took away from it just as like to be positive was they were down, I believe it was 105-100. There's about a minute 30, minute 40 left in the game. LeBron had a fairly open three-point attempt, um, if my memory suits me correctly. He might have had like a closeout defender, but it wasn't like a hard three. It was something he – I didn't roll my eyes when you took it, and he bricked it, and then Jimmy Butler went down to the other other side, drew the foul. It became 107-100. If he makes that three, it's 105-103, minute and a half left. Who knows what happens? You know, It was just one of those things where the Heat took control late and it just started to snowball. And an 11-point loss looks really ugly. Don't get me wrong. The game itself was not pretty. But, um, you know, we easily could be talking about a 3-0 series lead, you know, if LeBron hits that three and then a few things go the Lakers' way down the stretch. So, you know, that's kind of what I took from it, just to be positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we were – see, it's hard to take positives from a game like this because the Lakers just outright got beat. Yeah. At least in my eyes. Um Man, and without Bam and Drogic, too, I mean, they got it done. Jimmy Butler had the game of a lifetime, and yeah. you know, we've talked about it. I love Jimmy Butler. I know you're a Jimmy Butler fan also. Uh, so it's actually nice to see him get a win just as a basketball fan, but as a Laker fan, this one this one hurt. You know, you, you want to go up 3-0. You don't want them to ha- get any kind of hope yeah. because they're going to come back and they're going to fight in game four to try to even up this series. I know the Lakers will come out better, and the Lakers, you know, I, I have faith that they come out in game four and win it, but mm-hmm. you know the Heat are going to take them to the breaking point. You know, it's I really see a close game for the next one. Yeah, and this game it was kind of from the start. You know, they set the tone early. At least the Lakers did it in terms of playing ugly basketball. Uh, it was something they had at one point. They had twice as many turnovers as field goals made. I think they had like eight turnovers in the first eight minutes of the game, something like that. Like it was just ugly basketball. It was similar to Game One where the Heat got out to an early lead. But this one felt different because the Lakers were just shooting themselves in the foot. They got off to you know an early deficit, and they did what they could to kind of crawl back and stay in the game for the most part. Like I said, if LeBron hits that three, um, we might have a different story. And the first quarter ended only with a three-point deficit, so the Lakers got back in it. But you know when you when you start in a hole like that, you know twenty-two to nine at one point, eight turnovers in the first eight minutes, whatever it was, like you just can't start a play an NBA Finals game like that. If they don't start like that, who knows what happens? You know what I mean? If they don't have those turnovers. Mm-hmm. It could be an 18-8 to start in favor of the Lakers. And then, 
you know, they could just run with it. It's one of those things. I talked about it. I believe it was game one. It might have, yeah, game one. Uh, KCP hit those two big threes to kind of, you know, uh, cut the gap when they were down. And the gap was like two after that. I think he made eight points in like 30 seconds. He went off. And I said, mm-hmm. if if he didn't do that, who knows what could have happened? You know, it could have snowballed. The Heat could have controlled the game. And then it would have came down to the final whistle. Um, we kind of saw the opposite side of that. You know, the Lakers didn't have that kind of moment early on. You know, they kept kind of getting this hole. And, yeah, they dug it back. But, you know, if they had another eight-point KCP barrage instead of turning the ball over four times, maybe we're talking 3-0, you know, getting ring-fitted. So, <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. So it's just one of those things. Um, basketball, you know. Like you say, like I say now, you got me to say, it's a game of runs. Uh, the Heat had that early run, and they managed to hold off, and then, you know, they bookmarked it with a good, you know, end of the game. So, And it didn't help that LeBron and AD also both probably, I wouldn't say LeBron, AD definitely had his worst night of the playoffs. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. He was pretty much silenced in that first quarter. I mean, he was, I, I think he had played eight or nine minutes mm-hmm. to start the game. He didn't have any points. He hadn't even taken a shot. Yeah. He only finished with uh, 15 <laughs> points. Six of nine shooting. Uh, he was in foul trouble. I know he had he had finished with four fouls, but those four fouls were very early. He had a minus 26 plus minus. That's bad. Oh, um, man. He just didn't get out of the rut, and you know the AD haters are going to call him passive and all that fun stuff. You know, he just got in foul trouble early. He got off to a bad start, and things snowballed. I don't think it's him being passive. I don't think it's him thinking about, you know, two more wins until I have a ring, you know, kind of going in a shell a little bit. You know, I just think it's one of those things. It happens. Um, if it happens again, then I would be concerned a little bit. But Anthony Davis has dominated the playoffs. He's dominated the series thus far. He's been too good to let one performance, you know, turn our opinion on him. So I'm just going to chalk it up to a bad night. Yeah, absolutely. I Yeah, that's – man, AD's been so good this entire playoff run that I expect him to come out with fire the next game. He's probably pissed off about, you know, his game three performance. Game four, I expect, you know – same old, same old uh, with him. I mean, the team outside of him, they kind of put together an admirable effort, honestly. I mean, Kuzma and Markeith Morris with 19 points each, yeah. both on 6 of 13 shooting, shot the ball well, played great defense. Like, they definitely try to pick it up at the end there. Yeah. Uh, but when AD scoring 15 points and LeBron 25 is fine. I'm not, I'm not concerned about LeBron. That's fine. Uh, but when AD is scoring 15, you're probably going to lose most nights. Yeah, the thing with LeBron, because I put in the outline that, you know, he had a cold night. He had 25, 10, and 8, which obviously on the surface is a really good game, but he did turn the ball over eight times. Um, yeah, he was sloppy. One of five from three. You know, you don't expect LeBron to be a sharpshooter, but that's still not great. Um, and like you said, Morris and Kuzma, Markeith, you know, had another great game. He's he's had these games in these playoffs where he'll just, you know, kind of go off and hit these big shots, and he did that again, 5 of 11 from three. Uh, that's a lot of attempts. Wow. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's good field goal percentage. Um, 19 yeah, points, hitting. like you said. He was hitting, man. And um, Kuzma, after after the petition that he shouldn't get a ring if the Lakers win. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought that was awful. <laughs> Pat is, you know, best game of the finals. If you're a Lakers so fan saying that, that he shouldn't get a ring, you should be ashamed of yourself straight up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rondo, you know, had his moments. There was a few plays, and I was like, oh, there's the Rondo that we've been getting. But I would say that this game was not – you know, he went 0 from 3 from 3. Uh, maybe we jinxed it saying he became a good shooter last episode because he was not a good shooter in this one. Um, and then uh, Caruso, you know, doing the things that don't show up in the box score. There were a few defensive. I tried paying more attention to Caruso on defense this game because you always say things that don't show up in the box score, but I get lost in watching everything else and not, like, focusing on Caruso. So I, I made it an effort to actually focus on him. 
and yeah, you're right. He does things that don't show up in the box score. Um, mm-hmm. He had a big three attempt, I believe, to tie the game or take the lead in the third quarter, corner three. Uh, he didn't hesitate. He took the shot. I think he ended up missing, but I was happy that he did not hesitate. Um, it yeah. was just one of those nights, man. It was just sloppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if deflections were in the box score, Alex Caruso would probably lead the team the entire day, every every <laughs> night. Because I swear he's just he's always clogging up the passing lanes, man. It's really it's really fun to watch. It kind of opens the defense up a little bit uh, for the Lakers. They're able to take more of a lax approach on the perimeter when they have Caruso out there, and Rondo could kind of focus on his offensive game when they play together. So. He's been doing that pretty much every night. I mean, the offense isn't great from Caruso. I would love to see a little bit more from him, but we know he's not a gifted scorer or anything like that. So uh, the defensive chops on that end, great. Yeah, and it's weird too because all the games the Lakers have lost in the playoffs thus far can kind of be chalked up to bad three-point shooting. Uh, We know the Lakers aren't a great three-point shooting team, but I believe it was Blazers, it was like 15%. The Rockets, it was like 22 And then the Nuggets, they shot in the 20s as well. They shot 33.3% from three. Uh, they took a lot of attempts, 14 of 42, uh, and that's just because the product of the zone defense. Um, maybe they need to shoot a tiny bit better if they're going to shoot that many to win games, but I'm not too disappointed with the three-point shooting just on the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah. It was – I said it four times. It's just one of those nights, you know, you don't get that that big star performance from AD, and that really is the difference. And, you know, I don't think that's going to happen in game four, even if Bam plays – um, the Heat did make some good defensive adjustments. I know they played their bigs a little bit longer. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this was more of AD's doing to himself. You know, just maybe he didn't get a good night's sleep. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was the earlier start time. Um, maybe it's because it was a Heat home game. So he had a, he had travel fatigue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I think he's going to come out with a vengeance. We've seen this out of him before. You know, in the seeding games, I believe he had a bad game, game one or his game two, and then he came out and he just torched Rudy Gobert in the Utah Jazz. Um, he's going to be a man on a mission. I think he's going to have a huge game in game four, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, yeah, I agree for sure. And then Jimmy uh, Butler, man. I might need to be worried about him, though. <laughs> yeah, dude. What a night. What a night. I mean, he ended up with the triple. Yeah, he ended up with the triple double. 40, 11, and 13. That's a LeBron stat line. Yeah. I believe it was the third 40-point triple double in NBA history. I'll have to pull that up, but yeah, Jimmy Butler, man, he had himself a game and you know, the J, but you know, people that overlook him, they're finally taking notice. Uh, he's that leader and they don't win this game without Bam and Drogic without that kind of showing from Jimmy Butler. Is it sustainable? I love Jimmy Butler, but I mean, he hasn't been that guy in his career to drop that many, you know, on every given night. And you know, it's going to help when Bam's back and whatnot. He's not going to have to. But if Bam's not back, they kind of need this huge performance from Jimmy Butler. I don't know if it's something they can necessarily count on. He'll have great games, don't get me wrong. But 40 points, <laughs> triple-double, I, that's a lot to ask for. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you were to just take out Jimmy Butler's numbers of on the night, the Heat only shot 45% from the field, which it ain't great. It was le- or It was worse than the Lakers would have shot um from two point also i think the lakers shot 54 percent from like just normal field goal range mm-hmm. uh not from three point nobody really had a terrific night i mean duncan robinson four for 12 tyler hero six for 18 who started off three for 15 which not great but overall they didn't really have a great overall shooting night and man yeah, I'm, I'm talking about in terms of outside of jimmy butler because yeah. obviously jimmy butler's 20 shots uh, helps that percentage go up a lot 
But, man, it's just Jimmy Butler willed his team to win, and that, that's pretty much the end of the story. I want to kind of go back to, like, we're talking about three-point shooting, how the Lakers in the games that they've lost in the playoffs, they're, you know, having bad nights from three or bad nights from the free-throw line. Mm-hmm. 76% and 33%, that ain't bad. It's yeah. really not. But when you look at the numbers from just two-point field goal range, they shot 54%. That's respectable. If you can get that closer to 60, we're talking about a win here for the Lakers. Yeah. It's just that they took so many threes, and they're not a three-point shooting team. Yeah. And a lot of times, man, a lot of times, I mean, that's 28 misses, 28 possessions where, you know, it results in a long rebound, maybe a fast break for the Heat or something along those lines. If you're taking 42 threes a night, you got to be able to hit them. Yeah. And a lot of times these were forced. I mean, there were countless times where the Heat were making good closeouts, something we talked about that they didn't do in game one and game two in the zone. Mm-hmm. But, man, every time they got an open shooter, they were closing out. Every time AD and LeBron touched the ball, he, they were getting double teamed. They executed the zone to perfection. I, I'm pretty sure they watched film and just kind of figured it out. Yeah, and that's where you could be concerned, you know, a little bit is because of the adjustments they made and if they can continue to make those adjustments. But we have no reason to believe that Frank Bogle won't counter. Um, he's been fantastic in these playoffs with all the adjustments he's made. Um, like I said, something's going to happen. Something's going to click. AD isn't going to score 15 points. And Jimmy Butler is not going to score 40. You know, like... Yeah, if the Heat get 25 more points out of Jimmy Butler, th- think of it this way. The Heat got 25 more points from Jimmy Butler than the Lakers got from Anthony Davis, and they only won this game by 11, and it really was a close game until, you know, that final run. Like, that's not – that's an anomaly. You know what I mean? If it happens again mm-hmm. and the adjustments work again, sure, then we could start to, you know, take that into consideration. But I just don't see Jimmy Butler outscoring Anthony Davis by 25 points again. I, I just yeah, don't. Yeah, do I. It's not good. He scored as many points as AD and LeBron combined. Like, I, I don't, yeah. I, that's not going to happen. That's the two best players in this series. Jimmy Butler's great. Um, they're going to get 60 combined next game, and hopefully, Bam is enough of an addition if he even plays. We don't even know for sure if he's playing yet. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I said before the series when we previewed this NBA Finals that Jimmy Butler's not the type of guy that you can say, go out and get me 40 to 50 points. He's just <laughs> not that type of scorer. And he got 40, which, you know, very impressive. Very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to him. But it's not going to happen every night. I mean, he's he's the type of guy that scores 20 and does a little bit of everything. You know, he, he's a good rebounder. He's a good passer. Yeah. Uh, he's a great defender. But he's not – you know, some amazing gifted scorer and he's not a three point shooter. He didn't even take a three in the game. I know that's crazy. Um, Yeah. And he still got 40 points. It's just around the rim. He was doing great. And that kind of leads me in uh, to what we're going to talk about next with Danny green. I mean, Danny green, what a horrible night, two points in 16 minutes. He went over six from the field over four from three. (laughs) The only two points he got on the night were from the charity stripe. Like dude, dude, I'm glad he only got 16 minutes, but he was getting cooked by Jimmy Butler the entire night. Yeah, man. Like, wow. <laughs> I mean, this is off-season discussion, but, you know, the Danny Green trade rumors are definitely going to kick up because he's got that perfect in-between contract uh, to package mm-hmm. for someone else. But, man, his fall from grace, bro, it's so crazy to think. Like, I go back to the beginning of the season. You know, the Lakers just signed Danny Green. People saying it's the best 3 and D player LeBron's ever played with, which, you know, if he plays to his, you know, potential, yeah, absolutely. I'm fine with saying that. Um, but he hasn't been, you know, he hits that shot against Dallas in that crazy overtime game at the beginning of the year. 
um, and everyone's, you know, crowning Danny Green as the third guy on this team and blah, 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 blah. And now he's playing 16 minutes and really is a non-factor and is a negative on both ends. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about it at the beginning of the bubble, uh, at the beginning of the playoffs, you know, why he might be shooting poorly, whether it's the backdrop, the situation. I don't know. Um, he apparently has headaches. Um, but it's been more than just the playoffs. It was the seeding games. Um, I, it's just the weirdest thing. I don't see how someone this good at three-point shooting can be this cold for this long. Like, you figure the eight seeding games plus the five and five and five, 15, 23 games plus three now, 26 games. That's a quarter of the season. That's more than a quarter of the season. That's like a third of the yeah. season. And he's been shooting in those games, what, 27% would just be my guess without even looking it up? Like, it's been bad, bro. It's been really, really bad, and I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either, man. Like, he, he's always been a reliable guy. You're not going to get, like, what, 30 points from him or anything like that ever. But you also shouldn't be getting zero. He's, yeah. a, he's a sharpshooter. He's lethal, you know? It's it's really bad when Rajon Rondo is out shooting you from three when you're supposed to be getting paid to be a three and D guy. Yeah. I mean, heading into the season, I was a huge fan, huge fan of the signing of Danny Green. I thought that he fit really, really well alongside uh, AD and LeBron, and I thought he was going to be a great, you know, third best player on the team uh, type of piece mm-hmm. because that's what he's kind of been. He's a great complimentary piece, but this season he's really taken a step back. I mean. You look at the advanced metrics and stuff like that from 2018 and or like the 2018-2019 season. You know where Danny Green ranked in some of these advanced stats? Hit me. In the top 20. In the top 20 because he was such a great defender. And now he's just average offense, average defense. And that's not going to get done. And he's not getting paid over $15 million a season to do that. Yeah. it's I'm, I'm doing the math right now to see exactly what he's shooting. Uh, he's taken 97 free three-point attempts. He's actually shooting 33% in the playoffs, which is kind of insane. How is he shooting 33%? He has not felt like he's been shooting 33. I don't know if he's just making like garbage time buckets or something, but mm-hmm. it's been bad. So he's taken 97, and he's made 1.8 times. They've played 18 games, 32 of them. So 32 – let's go back to our doc. This is terrible radio. 32 of 97 – plus 7 of 28. So you have 39 divided by, what is that, 125? So that's uh, 31%. That's not going to cut it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not great. Especially when you're shooting Since the bubble started. Speed. Yeah. that's yeah, yeah, he's a career 40% three-point shooter. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. I actually just went and looked at the numbers. I've referenced Pippum on this podcast before. 2018-2019 mm-hmm. uh, season, he actually ranked 13th in the entire league in Pippum. 2.66 offense and 1.76 defensive, which is, those are ridiculous numbers. He's 13th in the league over stars like Pascal Siakam, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving. Wow. This year, he's, I think he's in the 30th percentile, which is a huge drop. Yeah. It's crazy, you know, because if you're, I said this last uh, podcast, or it might have been episode one, or game one, I should say, where I was like, I said, imagine if we were getting, like, the Danny Green, like, last year's finals Danny Green, how good the Lakers, like, would be playing. If we were getting last year's Danny Green, they would have won this game, plain and simple. You know, mm-hmm. AD wouldn't have been cooking. AD wouldn't have been doing his thing. They would have re- went to Danny Green instead of, like, Markeith Morris or Kyle Kuzma, who both did good. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, if Green hits two of his threes, you know, that changes the whole game. Um, it's just... It's bad, man. I don't. I don't get it. 
I know I said yeah, that already. My brain just my brain hurts. Um, I wanted to touch on Jimmy Butler real quick. Um, mm-hmm. We already were, but I, I looked this up while you were talking about Danny Green. This is his first 40-point game since he was a member of the Chicago Bulls. So don't uh-huh. expect him to come back and you know do this again like it's a guarantee. Um, yeah, he hasn't scored 40 points since 2016-2017 regular season. Yeah, see, that, that number doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it seems like 30 points is kind of the high end. He's a career 17-point-per-game player. Yeah. And, I mean, this this season in the regular season, he was 19.9. His two seasons in Minnesota, 22. Philadelphia, 18. That's the type of guy he is, you know, 18 to 22 points a night. I, I think that's more than a reasonable assessment. And I just don't see how if he continues this, the Lakers, like, oh, man, I'm starting to get angry just looking at these numbers, man. <laughs> like, dude, dude. If he scores twenty a night, the Lakers like destroy the Heat because yeah. they can't they can't make up the other 85, 90 points they'll need. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. I mean, this guy is not a gifted scorer. Yeah. Um, man, I feel like that Rockets podcast I was talking about Alex Caruso, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Come on, come on. Um, this is his. I don't know how reliable of a stat game score is on Basketball Reference. I don't know if you're familiar with the stat. But I a, am not. But according to the game score stat, this is the third best game of his career at a 42.0. I don't know what that's out of. Uh, his best ever was a 51.5, and he scored 52 points that night in 2016-2017. And then 42.6 the year prior, he scored 53 points. Um, and those were the Chicago Bulls days where it was Jimmy Butler and nobody else um, uh-huh. pretty much. So, yeah, third best yeah. game of his career and the Lakers, like I said, were one LeBron three away from maybe even winning this game. So maybe he shows up for the playoffs. If he does it again, then I think we could start, you know, saying that. But it's an anom- like I said, anomaly. Um, our purple and gold players, though, we already kind of mentioned them a little bit. We mentioned um, Caruso, obviously doing things that don't show up in the box score, like always. You know, Alex is. Uh, I, I called you Alex. Daniel's favorite thing. You probably like it if I called oh, you Alex, though. Alex, yeah, Daniel Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> um Daniel's player Dwight Howard hasn't really been doing much in this series. Uh do you have an explanation why like anything that's going on in your head? I mean, he's not really getting enough minutes to make an impact just to be fair. Well, yeah. But he should be doing more within those minutes like 100%. I picked him because I expected him to destroy the centers that Miami had out there, especially with Bam out. I thought his role would be even more so heightened. Uh, I think that's something that we kind of need to see in game four and going forward is the Lakers need to work inside more and play their game instead of shooting 42 threes a night. Yeah. Um, that's not going to keep them in the ball game, especially with guys shooting the way they are. You're not going to get Kuzma four for eight every night. You're not going to get Marquis five for 11 every night. I mean, yeah. it's just, you really have to look at what your strengths and weaknesses are. And outside of Kuzma, I'm going to do the math here outside of Kuzma and Morris, uh-huh. the Lakers shot 22% from three. <laughs> So maybe it was and, a bad shooting night, yeah, and they just got saved by those two guys. Yeah, they they got kept in the game. I, they have to change their game plan back to what they're used to playing, and that that's the bottom line. If they really want to step on the Heat throats and you know not make the series a long one, that's what they got to do. They got to work inside, especially if Bam is not playing. If they're playing Kelly Olynyk and Myers Leonard down low, and Jay Crowder's a good defender. Don't get me wrong; he's just undersized. 
Mm-hmm. But if they're playing Myers Leonard and Kelly Olenek, those guys are offensive threats. They're not defensive threats whatsoever. Yeah. They need to be harassed down low. And Dwight Howard, I think he needs to be the focal point of that alongside AD. Well, and two, you know, as good as Spolstra is as a coach, and, you know, they made their adjustments in the zone definitely with double teams and whatnot. And that does deserve credit. But like you said, Olenek and Myers Leonard, they are not defensive threats. And this is also a team that has Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero sharing the court for most of the time. Like, these aren't. This is not a team with a lot of good defenders. It's Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder right now. You know, with, when Bam comes back, you know that that's a different story. Uh, Iggy's okay, I guess. I don't know how great of a defender he is at this point in his career, but you know they should be capitalizing. There's no reason that they should be shooting this bad, especially from three or just taking this many threes with, you know, the people that the Heat have on their team. Um, Tyler Hero, we'd mentioned him a little bit earlier too. He 17 points, two of seven shooting, six of 18. Not a great Tyler Hero night, and I said in game two, you kind of need him to have that explosive night to win. Uh, I was not expecting 40 points from Jimmy Butler, so I'll rescind that statement. And your purple player, Kendrick Nunn, while Drogic is still out, he had four points in 20 minutes. Um, five fouls. Wow, didn't realize that. Uh, kind of a non-factor, really. Yeah, yeah, overall. I. It's just they were getting their offense from other places, especially Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Um, man, I just, uh, this is bugging me. This is bugging me. I wanted the Lakers to take a 3-0 lead. I don't want to sweat. <laughs> Kelly Olynyk, 17 points as well. Oh, How does that make you he, feel? He had a great game, too, and I didn't realize that until they put up the stat sheet uh, f- during the game game three. Uh-huh. Man, he played so well in game two, too, offensively. But defensively, he's not great, man. They just need to harass him to kind of cancel out his offensive contributions. Damn, he had 24 points in game two as well. I didn't realize he had that many yeah. points. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I don't know why Kelly Olynyk is succeeding right now, but that's kind of a... <laughs> yeah. It's not concerning. It's just a little frustrating. Uh, maybe he's just getting the stuff that is designed for Bam. I don't know. That'd be my best guess. Um, maybe. Game three preview, though. We kind of already talked about you know why we think things will change. Or, or game four, I should say. Things will change in game four and whatnot. We do have to give our betting picks. Um, in game three, we both had the same thing. We had heat plus 10. We thought it was going to be a closer Lakers win. Uh, we both hit that. And then we missed the total, both of us. We both had the under and the over hit by half a point. It was 218 and a half, and the final was 219. Hate to see it. Um, I didn't realize that watching the game, but now remembering, Kyle Kuzma had that pointless um, uh, layup at the end of the, the game. So did you were you watching the end, or did you just turn it off? Man, I, I thought about turning it off, man, but no, I, I watched all the way through. I was actually falling asleep at halftime, not going to lie. <laughs> I was kind of tired. Um, and then I saw the Lakers go down. I was like, do I go to bed? Like, do I really go to sleep here, or do I watch the Lakers come back? And they disappointed me. Ended up staying up till like 4 in the morning or later, so it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you remember, but Kuzma had a, a pointless layup where the Lakers were down by like, – you know, nine or whatever, or 13. And he just drove to the basket and made a layup. Uh, didn't realize that was to hit the over. So that probably made a lot of people mad that actually bet on this game or a lot of people. Happy. Yeah. Um, I noticed that too. I mean, within the last 30 seconds, Duncan Robinson hit a three and Kyle Kuzma hit a two and that hit the over. Jeez. <laughs> there were people pissed. There were people pissed that were on the under. Well, and people that are happy. Um, yeah, true, true, true. Uh, game four, the line has moved, so it was Lakers by 10. Now it is down to Lakers minus 7.5. Um, the status of BAM at the time of recording this has not been announced. Uh, the over-under is at the same place, 218.5. It opened a little lower, 217.5, but moved up a point. 
Um, we're tied 17-17 with potentially only two more games, maybe three, maybe four, hopefully only more, only two. Daniel, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. I'll go okay. first. So I think the Lakers are going to come out. They're going to come out strong. I think AD is going to have a good game. I think LeBron's going to have an even better game than he did. Uh, I think they're going to take care of the ball a little bit better. The turnovers kind of killed them in game three. I think that's not going to be as much of an issue. Um, the Lakers are normally pretty good about taking care of the ball. I mean, for running such a up-tempo offense with LeBron and Rondo pushing the floor, like they're normally pretty solid, you know, in a possession like turnovers per possession kind of rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to do a better job. I think they take this game, and I'm going to take the Lakers minus seven and a half and the over. Okay. And my final score prediction is going to be 118 to 108. Wow. High scoring game for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to pick here. Do I go with my heart or do I go not with my heart? Because usually my heart slash my gut is wrong. Um, look, the over seems like it's destined to happen. Um, because mm-hmm. the Lakers, the fewest points they've scored in this series is 104. Uh, they're going to score a lot of points. Because of the way the Heat are running their zone, unfortunately, Lakers are going to take a lot of threes. I think AD and LeBron are both going to come out, and they're going to be pissed off, and they're going to play great. And the Lakers, the over is going to hit for sure. It's definitely going to be over 218.5. I'm confident in that. And I think I'm going to take the Heat plus 7.5. I think whether or not Bam plays, Jimmy Butler is a man on a mission, and even if he doesn't score 40, they will keep it close unfortunately it'll be another stressed another stressful game um lakers will pull away a little bit at the end to get the victory um i'm gonna go lakers with a score of you know i'm gonna say it's really high scoring daniel because because uh, the lakers are pissed 124 in honor of kobe bryant to 100 oh god this is really high scoring i didn't think 124 120 <laughs> 124, 120. Oh my gosh. All that matters is if the over hits. It doesn't matter how far over, okay? I got the over hitting well, by 26 points. <laughs> I will say that, you know, you might not be too far off. In game two, the Lakers won 124, 114. So, oh, you know, there we go. I'm trying to look and see right now if the Lakers have scored 124 points outside of that, how many times. In game one, they scored 126. They also let up 114 to the Nuggets, game one against the Nuggets. 131, um, 122 against the Blazers. Yep, 135 and 131 respectively. Game four, game five against the Blazers. That's it, man. That's it. What's well, going to happen? Um, Honor of Kobe. <laughs> 124 again? Yep. Let's do it. Now, I got to ask you this to end the podcast. Do you regret putting the Dunn chain on the Miami Heat, a.k.a. the Kendrick Dunns? Huh. So I wouldn't say that I regret it, especially because I prefaced giving them the gun chain with what I said. Do you remember what I said, Jason? Yes, the series is done, but the Heat aren't done trying, pretty much. Yes, that is practically it. I think Game 3 kind of showed that. The Heat are not out of this dogfight entirely. I think the Lakers will go on to win this series in semi-comfortable fashion. I could see the Heat maybe taking another one. But I think the Lakers seriously do have control of this series. There's they're always entitled to that one game. Like we've seen in every series. I mean, they've won 4-1, yeah. It's the Blazers, Rockets, and Nuggets. They're going to have that one game each series where they're not as good as they should be. And I'm hoping that game three is the only time that happens. 
So no, you know what? I don't regret giving the Heath the Dunchain, but I know that they're going to try to to make me uh, eat my words. Yeah, look, you know, I'm a Dunchain aficionado. Um, the Dunchain is still, you know, placed on Jimmy Butler's neck. Um, look, it's it's one of those things. Like you look back on it, and you know, it's like, oh, the Lakers won in four one. If they do win in four one, you know, right now we're thinking about the worst. But then when you think about it at the end of the series, it's like, well, of course the Heat were going to take maybe one or two games. Like, of course that was going to happen. The Lakers can't physically sweep every team. That's, like, so unprecedented. You know what I mean? Um, after the Denver series, when they went down 2-1 or went up, it was they were up 2-0 and then it went to 2-1. You know, we were talking about if AD doesn't hit that buzzer beater, they're down 2-1, should they be worried? And then they took care of business the next two games, and that seems so distant in the past. Against the Rockets, they lost game one. It's like, oh, they're going to struggle with this small ball, blah, 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 blah. And then they won four in a row, and that seems so distant in the past. And the same thing with the Blazers. You know, they lost game one. We were worried. Um, came back, just thoroughly beat them in round one. Um, I think this is just another little speed bump. I think we look at it at the end of the day. I still I had the series going five before the series. I still have it going five, and this fits that narrative perfectly. Um, even Michael Jordan's teams, you know, they, they would go to game five or game six constantly. Uh, it happens. These, this team is in the finals for a reason. It wasn't going to roll over and get swept by the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers are pissed off. They're going to come out. They're going to play great. They're going to go up 3-1. The, heat, the Heat's morale is going to be a little bit down, and then they're going to finish it in Game 5. Simple as that. The Dun Chain is still there. I'm even willing to say if it goes 2-2, the Dun Chain is still there. Okay? Um, that might be a little bad, but I'm committing to it. I'm committing to it. The, the Heat are done. The Lakers are going to be champs. I'm sticking my neck out there. <laughs> hopefully you know we're not sitting here sad at the end of what what would it be game six game seven yeah because if the heat win this is at least going six yeah um man you yeah. know i believe in it so much i'm putting a thousand dollars on the lakers to win the finals bruh <laughs> just kidding i'll not do that it'll be like a thousand to win 200 <laughs> oh <laughs> um so yeah game four the 6th, which I believe is Friday. No, I'm way off. What? Today's Monday. The 6th is Tuesday. Uh, oh. Oh, shoot. Taco Tuesday. LeBron ain't losing on Taco Tuesday. Are you kidding me? Yup. Taco nah. Tuesday. No way. No way. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. We will come at you either that night or the next morning like we did today. In the meantime, go Lakers. I'll be balling every day.